0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Three Count Life with Chris, Kyle, and Maria. This is episode number two. So if you haven't checked out episode one yet, it is out there in the wild. It's on Stitcher today, uh, soon to be on Apple, Google, and Spotify. All the love and support we've gotten has been amazing, so I want to thank everybody for that. And tonight we have a really pretty deep show, I think, guys, right? I mean... Uh, we really want to talk about current events, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, racism, and just we don't want to shy away from that. So we want to address it. People are hurting, and you know we want to be a show that appeals and hopefully helps as many people as possible. i to talk about Dynamite tonight. It was a pretty entertaining show, um, getting back into normal, and we are going to discuss relationships and i will share the name i use for them later in the show so chris or maria (laughs) who wants to start this thing off i mean i i would when we got together before the show uh, i know how we all feel about what's happening in the world and it's it's impact it's literally impacting the world it's not just over here in the states so um who, who would like to kick this off
1: well um uh, i mean I've been yeah, seeing all of, i'm sure we've all been seeing it all over twitter feeds and we don't want to be the the type of people that shy away from these type of topics considering this is basically was crafted for our type of podcast and this is what we wanted to talk about discuss these are the types of things um so i just want to definitely touch base on it but i know maria i know maria has certain thoughts on it and then she can go ahead and speak her mind and then we can go on from there
0: okay yeah Um, maria uh, you know um let's uh let's talk about this because it's it's um it's it's a very tough thing to talk about but uh i'd really love to hear your thoughts on this and uh we'll all share our thoughts obviously
2: i mean i it's it's not really too tough to talk about for me personally yeah. because they, so we supported um, the Black Lives Matter. It's not something new. You, you know, we've seen this before. So um, I, I just have to say, I could never understand and be in the position 100%, but I, could, I see everything going on. And I see peaceful protests and people getting kicked for literally sitting on the ground, and this is something that no one should stand for. Not a single soul walking the face of the earth. Um, not to say every single person is bad, you know, but um, who the fuck does that, and why? If people are being peaceful, I, I don't. Um, I'm not gonna dive too deep and share my business, and it's nothing I can relate to, but. Um, definitely a thousand percent behind the protests and people coming together and some, some type of unity and something has to be done. I'm really sick of seeing innocent people dying at the hands of the people we're supposed to trust.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I was privacy the protests that were in my area where i live were actually fully peaceful there was no incidents there was nothing too crazy that actually happened over here but i am my twitter feed was just bombarded with just all of the hatred and then all of the crazy instances of of people that were just being part of the protest but in a very negative way I saw you know both sides. I saw, the, I saw the, the looters. I saw the cops. I saw all of that. And it started to make me think about how we do things in this day and age and how some things in history just haven't really ever changed. And there was a video I saw on Twitter <clears throat> of – it was three black uh, – well, it was, a, it was about a 50-year-old black guy, a 30-year-old black guy, and a 16-year-old kid. 16 or 17. I don't know if you guys saw this one, but it was it basically, did. yeah, it was the 50 year old guy who was just outraged by everything his entire life, being oppressed, and he's just going off the rails. One to, you know, it just he's fed up with it. And the 30 the 30 year old guy was telling the 16 year old kid that was in line with him, saying, you know, you're the future, and you can tell by there's three generations here and you can tell that this has not changed and what we're currently doing is not working and you need mm-hmm. to you need to be part of the generation that actually makes a change happen and that's when it really hit me this you know we've been doing protests i don't really know how long it's in the history books you know they've had protests from the the 1950s they've had you know they've had multiple types of protests that have worked in the past but in this day and age it just doesn't seem to have the same effect anymore but people continue to do it which i i can understand why they're doing protests but at the same time you know there 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 has to be There has to be more than just that that they can do. And I'm sure they are doing it to an extent, but it needs to be done better in order to make a bigger impact. In my opinion, no disrespect to them, no disrespect to the community. I fully support it. I just feel like there is better means to do this because of the fact that in this day and age that we live in versus, you know, the past when these these protests have worked much more efficiently, it doesn't seem to work in the type of environment and in the world we live in now as good as it has in the past and part of that kind of i started doing research as to you know what what possibilities as to why these protests were not work aren't working as good as they did in the past or why they're not working as well now and i i came across this article that i'm not i'm not going to completely mention it but it's basically saying there's three factors that make a difference in whether protests work or not the first one being organization Protesters, you know, they have to be organized in a way that lets them keep pushing for their movement's goals. And just going off of Twitter, you know, the the things we saw on Twitter, there was there was some there was some organization to them, but then there was a lot of disorganization within it all. And the second point was the you know the messaging they're trying to get across. There was points that I was seeing where they had different types of messaging inside of their inside of their overarching you know black lives and matter message um the types of messaging that i was seeing with you know the, the blackout tuesday thing how some people were taking that that movement online and they were just putting a, a black screen and then there had an opposing side who was saying you know you don't do that because you're actually prohibiting us from furthering the met the, the movement of you know, the message for the movement. So there is an opposing side within, within the Black Lives Matter movement, within the, the certain, you know, sub movements within it. And that, you know, that, that just can't, it's not the best way to go about things. You need a, you need a unified, uniform, solid message that everybody's on board with at the same time. So that, that caused some, you know, possible confusion and, and chaos within, you know, their online messaging. And then the third one, the third point that they made um, as to why protests aren't working as well is the, you know, it has to be a nonviolent type of protest. And what did we see? Probably 95 percent of, you know, the, some of the videos that we saw online were not saying everybody, definitely not. But I'm saying that there were some people that were at the protests that did not have the correct messaging in their heads. And they went and looted and destroyed and lit things on fire and uh, destroyed cop cars threw bricks at cop cars, you know, different things like that. So I, I'm i going to reiterate this because I don't want to get hate for it online, but I, I am pro, you know, for the movement, for the Black Lives Matter movement. But I feel like they need we, they need to come together in a better form or fashion with these three these three ideologies in their mind and come to a, a better solution of how they're doing things now I, um, uh-huh.
2: can I ask you a question yeah I don't 100% disagree with you but I also don't know how the riot started uh, or you know what was how it, how it happened I don't know how it happened um, I don't know the best wording for it but when you're standing there and you have the police basically shielding you from protesting, of course people are gonna act out. Uh, the the protests that worked, that were peaceful, were the ones where the police were on board with the people protesting, not the ones that were against them. I did see the video in New York City, which it's very close to home. Uh, <clears throat> we're a fucking melting pot over here, you know, like. Every nationality and, you know, every, every culture, really, everything over here. And to see a cop push the girl down just for stepping into the street. Why? Why are you doing this? She didn't do anything. She didn't say a word. Why are you doing this? People it's are allowed hard. to speak it's their mind. To. Do not put your hands on them. This is what enrages people. It's understandable. Don't put your hands on them. That's the bottom yeah. line. And you just saw too much of it. I saw too much of it. Of course, yeah. people are going to get angry.
1: Yeah. Now, you got to take that with a grain of salt, too, because people can edit their videos online the way that they see fit to make to fit their narrative. So you, you cannot say for a fact that that is exactly what happened inside that video. You don't, you don't know what happened before or after it cut off, but you did see that part. And, I you know, from that perspective, you may not agree with it, but from that same perspective, you may not know the entire story of why they did what they did <laughs> And they well, could just be pushing a certain narrative with how they recorded it.
2: Well, but, off off topic, a man should never put their hands on a woman. Never. I don't care if you're a police officer or not. So that's off topic. <laughs> I don't care what they do. Don't put your hands on her.
1: Well, that's a gray area, I guess, when it comes to you know the 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 justice system versus that aspect of things, man, the people. man putting his hands on a woman. Yeah. But I I do want to make one more point that I can see that would help this movement. And bear with me because I haven't completely thought this through, but I, I did was reading this article about the three points that I mentioned earlier. And it did lead me to kind of think about, you know, what possible solutions can we actually take to further the movement, but in a nonviolent way, in a way that's, you know. That that can be done easily in this day and age, and that's that is I feel like it kind of falls on Caucasian people's shoulders in a sense for the because of the you know the the, the aggression that we're seeing from from these people is is from the white supremacy aspect type of things you know the, the 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 friction that they're getting from that, and I feel like it falls on our shoulders because we need to be knowledgeable and we need to join forces with them in a peaceful manner and learn and, and, and come together in, in that way. And I feel like I'm seeing some of that online for sure. I see that, you know, there's some white people there supporting them, unified with them, but you're not seeing enough of that. And I feel like if, I don't know how, but I feel like in this day and age, that that's, that's the type of unification that we need and it does primarily fall on the the white people's shoulders to 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 take that knowledge and and join forces with them in this movement but in the manner that i was speaking of earlier with these three points being spoken of
2: okay i mean in a in a positive way it White people need to stand up and do their part. Yeah. To yeah. make everything come to an end. I agree 100%. We, we need to do everything we can to help. I mean, we're all humans, and that's what, you know, you, you shouldn't want to see another human being be being treated badly for no fucking reason. Yeah. And that's what it boils down to. And fuck the white supremacist.
0: Kyle, care to chime in? (laughs) You guys have been on a roll, so (laughs) I'm not just going to cut you off. Yeah, I mean, the the biggest reason (laughs) is, in my opinion, the reason why nothing changed, and in my opinion, it's gotten worse. Uh, It's got a lot to do with the media, the media makes money off of rage and hate and, um, not ever reporting on, I'm just saying ever, not right now. Um, it's never about what are some of the good things that are happening. It's always, how can we divide and piss people off as much as possible? So you got your people on one side of the political spectrum who only watch, you know, a certain channel. Then you have somebody on the other side of the political spectrum that only watches a certain channel and these two channels know their audience so they tell them what they want to hear to fuel their individual rage and that turns into hate that's a huge part of this in my opinion that's why it's so in your face and it's gotten so damn bad and it's gone it's gone a direction but it's gone backwards and it's it's embarrassing as a a race, a populace, you know, to allow this kind of shit to happen. You know, it, it, the the integrity of media in general has been in the shitter for decades um, because they feed off of this crap and that. So if I'm already pissed off and the world around me is burning and people are protesting or doing whatever. And I'm just saying, I, this isn't me. I'm just saying, and then I, it's not something I agree with, then it's going to be bad, right? Because the news channel that I watch told me it's going to be in my face and it's going to be bad. And because that's all I listen to, I'm going to be pissed off. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There, yeah. There definitely, and and, it, definitely and it, it. all it does, all it does is fuels the rage. That's it. That's all that, and that's why, It is such a huge issue. You know, if another thing people don't realize is the most powerful weapon we have in the United States is the power is the ability to vote. And the numbers and voting is just it's just it, it, it blows my mind how like low voter turnout is, you know, and the approval rate of our Congress and shit is like. 10 percent 11 percent but they have like a 95 percent reelection rate mm-hmm. like someone tell me where that makes sense it doesn't a lot of this too mm-hmm. is you know hate in general is not something you know how to do when you take your first breaths on this you know on earth so it's part of your environment and if you're raised around it then you know that just makes more so I think there's a lot more to it. But like you guys said, everybody has to do their part. So at some point, you have to sit back and say, you know, there's a point in my life where I didn't agree with this person, so that meant I hate them. Well, at some point, you have to shut the fuck up and realize that not everybody's going to agree with what you say or how you feel. But in order for us to move forward, you have to take the time to understand where others are coming from. And you have it's to just, be
2: open-minded, yes.
0: Well, it's not even that. It's just, it, yeah, I, I get that. But I mean, it, it, to me, it's beyond that. I mean, w- at this point, it's literally not just being open-minded, but literally and figuratively shutting up and just listening. Someone's in pain. Listen to them. Because it may sound like, See, somebody may interpret it as oh, this person's whining, this person's complaining, blah, blah, blah. That, that's the hate. Sh- that, that's where I get the shut up part of this, right? Listen uh-huh. to what is being said. You can look at somebody and know they hurt, you know, and the way they articulate and things. That's, that's what you need to pick up on. So at the end of the day, if we keep fighting each other, we're not going to get fucking anywhere. So I'm just saying that we keep arguing about it. We're not going to get anywhere. We're going to continue moving backwards until all hell breaks loose and it's over. So, you know, the, the only power we have is when we realize we all have the power to make a difference together. And until that gets in our heads, nothing's going to change. So that that's my perspective on this it pisses me off that people act the way and are not willing to just shut their mouths and listen pisses me off so that that's where i stand on not just black lives matter i mean i understood when that came out you know that 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 the movement began i i i felt it you know i'm like i i get this and you know, so so many of these people, they're 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 in pain. You know, mentally, physically, they're hurting. They're being targeted. They're that, that's what it's about. You know, well, that's a lot of what it's about, right? Um, and what what is the thing? Like, I won't ever feel, you know, what you're going through, but you know, I want to understand it, something like that. And I think I think that's mm-hmm. very important because, as a white guy, I'm never gonna feel that ever. But I can understand it and I can respect it and I can appreciate the fact that people who do deal with this bullshit on a daily basis are not only willing to get their message out peacefully, but are actively getting their message out peacefully, (laughs) you know. So I've learned more by just listening and observing and I think more people that, that that's a huge step and biting your tongue, just get into that habit of, okay, I can say this, but what is it going to contribute, right? And if all it's going to do is cause some sort of retaliation, then don't say it, just move on, right? It's like you yeah. tell kids when kids are playing with each other and they argue, whatever, be the bigger person, apologize, whatever the situation is, you know, is it worth losing your friendship over whatever it's it's sad that adults need to be told to be the bigger person
2: <laughs> anyway that,
0: that that's where that, that that's where my mind is on this whole thing um a large portion of my my family um is is black and i love them and you know i i grew up in a very diverse area um i had friends from all different types of backgrounds. And it was, uh, it was, it was, it was great, you know? Um, so, and I've dealt with people from all types of walks of life, um, not just race, but, you know, financial and it's, it's, uh, there's a lot to this, right? There's a lot to this. It it takes compassion and open-mindedness, like Maria said. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know how you can have self-respect if you're not willing to listen to somebody. Just give somebody the time of day to listen. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. how can you sit there and say that you're worth a shit if you're not willing to do that ever? You're you're not where you are shit. You're not worth...
1: That kind of falls back onto your point about media, social media, um, the way they present things and the way that social media has kind of conditioned our minds to crave instant gratification on things yep so you know we we want that instant gratification we want we want the here and now we want we want you know we want to know everything right now and it leads people to speak their mind in a in a very quick, much quicker fashion than they normally should be because they're not thinking before they speak because they're conditioned that way with how the internet and social media and media in general works. So it's just kind of like a vicious cycle in a sense, but it kind of falls back to my previous point where you know, they've been doing we've been doing protests for I don't even know how long, but it's it's not working the way or or in the same form or fashion or the same um it's not working as good as it was in the past
0: and right because the coverage is targeted to piss us off because, that's why yes exactly, it's not because, to inform us that, yes, that's why it doesn't it's not working because yes, we're not being exactly. informed we're being so, filled with rate. so
1: one of the i mean it's 2020 guys we have we have the social media power now we can, if if we can create these online protests in a much more, you know, unified, correct messaging, nonviolent fashion, then I feel like we can get we can get the point across without having, or they can get the point across without having to go to these extremes and put everybody, well, they're not putting everybody at risk, but run the risk of having these people that are, you know, generally bad people, join them their cause in a sense but not really join them just to go in there for their own means now it could be based off of their you know their transgressions from from the from you know what the movement is standing for but their general purposes going there are not for the movement their general purposes of going to these protests are for bad means you know evil means in a sense yeah So I feel like, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's much better. I mean, protests are great. They just don't do as well now in this day and age. And I feel like there's much better means that they can utilize um, to, 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 to push this movement through and considering me, you know, media, social media is the grandest stage of them all in this day and age. I feel like that is the primary way they need to do it. But like I said, they need to do it with
0: those three points in mind well until our goals are to stop pissing each other off nothing's going to change so if it's everywhere if because on social media let's say you are a white supremacist right all you you can choose to just follow white supremacy right so what information are you getting you're not getting anything. You're getting the same information you've had forever, right? So it's kind of – there's you can't force people to be informed, and that really sucks. And that, that, is, that is what the media's job is, to be balanced and to share what the hell is going on so we know. It's not to fill us with
2: rage. I think that's a little off topic because the problem isn't the white supremacists at this current moment. They're not the ones going around I, killing innocent I, black I,
0: people. I, I didn't. <laughs> I think. No, hold on. You, you brought up white supremacy <laughs> earlier. So I think, I, and that, that no, was I, also it, it was also just making a point is all I'm the, saying. The,
2: about the problem lies in, in politics that we're not going to get into. But having the majority of white people like ourselves standing behind them is what does make the difference. Not standing behind them. Wrong term. Standing in front of them so they don't fucking get shot and pushed and kicked and killed. Let's be for real. Right that's
0: literally what we've been saying. How does this social happen? media
2: you- isn't going to change the world. It's just not like, like we need to be present and front and center in front of your Political places. That's where you need to be.
0: I think you, you just. Yeah, I mean that, that's literally what we've been saying.
2: I mean, I, like I don't know where like white supremacists not getting information from. They're never going to care. That's beyond but, the point. But they're, it, no, they're that, also that's, not.
0: That's exactly my point. And you brought up white supremacy several minutes ago. That's why I went back to that, saying there's faults in the social media thing because you're not forced to follow outside of your comfort zone that's all I was saying
2: and well they never we will. back into
0: instant gratification right and, and exactly that that's my point that, that's
1: that's what I'm trying to say that's the divide that's the divide in that's the bottleneck in this whole
0: solution right to and say, it's yeah. part it's a huge part of the problem like that that's all I was trying that's all I was saying I mean you, you it, it, it's not going to change until we do what you said we do which is the truth. But when is that going to happen? It's never going to happen unless we disconnect, shut up, and listen. Then it happens. But that doesn't happen when at our fingertips is the information we want to hear and the information designed to piss us off. That's all I'm saying. That is a large part of the problem. We either see what we want to see or see what's going to piss us off. That's it. That's all we see in the in the media, social media or otherwise. And yep. nobody can change my mind on that because it's the truth. Media is designed to piss us off. That's
2: yep. it. Well, the media we get here in this country is never really full on truth. And we all know that.
0: Right. So, again, and, and I'm sorry to kind of get this way, but like, I mean, we, we were, were we're saying the same thing. Right. Yep. So that, that, that's all. Right. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, the problem is everybody's so goddamn afraid of things. And then you have a Black Lives Matter movement who says, fuck fear. We're going to stand up, you know? And then you have people who are unwilling to adjust and to just take a minute out of their day. Literally, if you spend five minutes out of your day, I guarantee you, whatever negative thoughts you've had towards this movement or any movements in general, you're at least going to be like, holy shit, this makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It comes down to us. We are the problem. We are the solution. That's what it boils down to. And until we realize that we can be a solution Literally nothing's going to change. So that's just how I feel. I, I'm sorry. Like I said, I, I, it just, it's, it's hard to feel any other way when, you know, yeah, we can stand up and until everyone is willing to understand, then nothing's going to change. Definitely. Perfect ending to that <laughs> Disgu- discussion. Yeah, like that, I'm sorry. I said it. It's, it's a hot-ass topic. I mean, I think we're yeah. all on the same side, same page, but, like, you know, I, I just I felt the need to we're reiterate the some side. things.
1: We're, we're all on the same side. We're all on the same page. It's just we're talking about different aspects of yeah. different types of division within it all and right. there's there's so many moving parts there's so many variables that come into play here and we're we're pointing out you know just what we are feeling or thinking of off the top of our heads but the the point is there's there's probably many more that we're not even thinking of or discussing here and is you know it's just it's a it's a chaotic mess but I, what I was trying to get through with, with my speech earlier was trying to lay some you know some some ground some foundation or some good points to try and help the movement in ways that I see that, you know, they, they kind of, they kind of need in this, in this day and age. That was the point I was trying to get across. But anyway, I think that's enough of that one. (laughs) Since Kyle, Kyle got kind of heated there
0: listen no that, that's not fair because no like I'm not, I'm not going to accept that because it was kind of thrown in my face when all I was doing was making an example <laughs> That's literally all I did one that had already been brought up too so I mean I'm sorry I'm not no I'm not, not going to accept that
1: alright anybody want to talk about Dynamite
2: I didn't watch it I don't have oh, yeah. power.
1: Maria's been having problems, guys. Uh, when, when did your power, um, well, I guess, tell them about the uh, the weather and the tree and everything.
2: Yeah, well, the power went out. Like, some tornado ripped through, and now they're saying it won't be on until Thursday. Until um, Thursday. I'm broadcasting from my car. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Maria didn't watch it. Um, I'm sure, Kyle, you did, though, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Well, I watched it as well. Um, Took some notes. We're going to kind of go through segment by segment here and kind of discuss each topic. So, uh, Dynamite kicked off uh, announcing that Fighter Fest, it has a date now, or it has dates now, should I say. It's actually going to be held on July 1st on TNT for free, as it was last year. It's going to air at uh, 7 p.m. What is it? 7 p.m. Central, 8 8 p.m. Eastern, July 1st and July 8th. So glad to hear it actually has a date now. And then the first, uh, first match of the night was the tag title match, tag team title match. It was Hangman and Omega versus Havoc and Kip Sabian. I thought it was a very... Hot opener to the show. Very good way to start off the uh, show. Um, you guys have any... Well, Kyle, do you have any uh, any talking points about uh, that particular match or that situation?
0: Yeah, for sure. Nobody does tag team wrestling like AEW does. And Absolutely. I really enjoy watching Havoc and Sabian together. I think they're a absolute killer tag team. And a tag team you didn't know you needed, huh? 100%. Um, I really enjoy it. I think they, they work really well. Uh, they do a great job, you know, with, with their with their opponents. They, they 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 hit their spots, you know, they do their thing and, and it was it was a uh, high impact way to start the show, which is um it's it's that's always a great in my opinion. Um that's a great way to kick off a wrestling show, high octane. And, yep. uh, they, and they, they seem to do that every week. They do seem it to do
1: that. Yeah, they did. They they seem to do that very consistently. All their um all their opening matches seem to be, you know, um, big talking points for for the for the the days to come. It seems. Um, I feel like Havoc being with Sabian now, especially because I, I I was really down on Havoc. I had seen him before he came to AEW. Liked his stuff, and then when he was just on his little singles. Not really run, but on his singles, uh, squash jobs, I guess you could say, he wasn't doing too great. And now that he's with Sabian, I, I really feel like he's, he's found a good, a good place to actually grow as a tag team with that guy. Sabian's just great too. I didn't see much of him until he actually showed up on AEW, but, um, th- that, c- that connection there, they, they really do have something special. But you cannot deny Hangman and Omega as a top tier tag team in that, um, uh, in that company right now to be honest with you. I I, I I really wanna say they rival they rival in the top tag teams in AEW right now. Just not not really because they hold the titles, just because of the chemistry that they have with one another. I feel like they're right up there with say Alucha Bros. They're right up there with uh, the Young Bucks. Uh, they're in they're in discussion for being one of the top tag teams in the industry at this
0: very moment, in my opinion. I agree. It's not like uh, kind of because you know individually too, those guys are great. Omega's already a legend, right? Yep. Um, Hangman's awesome, and it's kind of like if I'm gonna use a just a horrifically stupid analogy, but um, I don't fall for it anymore. But you know, I have people like a movie with a cast that's all a bunch of great actors, and then the movie sucks ass, you know? Whereas mm-hmm. you have Hangman and Omega, who are great individually, well, surprisingly, they're great together. <laughs> you know, so yep. they are definitely, yeah, top tier for sure. It's a, uh, yep. it's a lot of fun to watch those guys do their thing. Yep,
1: I like the fact that they had
0: they're together right now as well because,
1: you know, Omega has that that legend status, and Hangman has that 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 young upstart. Type of feel, and I, I I like the fact that Omega is helping him get the rub on on this one. To be honest with you, uh-huh. really enjoy that. Um, so after that match, oh, of course, Hangman and Omega retained those titles tonight. Um, then it was followed by a segment that I didn't quite understand, Kyle. Maybe you can help me out on this one. It was uh, Tully talking to Sean Spears. Giving him pep talks, and then he he went into the limousine that Sean Spears was in, and he said, I think the search for Spears is over, and I have what you need right here in this box. And he opened a box, and Sean Spears grabs a glove out of the box. He puts the glove on his hand, looks at it, and looks at Tully, and that was it.
0: Yeah, uh, what I'm the missing fuck?
1: something, because I don't know what the fuck that even means. I don't know what that's portraying. Are we supposed to know this? Am I just not mark enough to know this? Like, help me out here.
0: No, I I I have zero. Um, <clears throat> my dog and I both looked at each other and we both did the head tilt thing. We were both okay. confused. So. Okay, good. So um, I'm,
1: I'm not okay. I'm
0: yeah, good. I thought like Thanos was gonna come crawling out of there or something. Like I don't yeah, I don't I mean, know what the, snap the hell that, his that fingers,
1: was. All... Killed Tully on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know
0: what the hell that was, but who knows.
1: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully at least it's something good. They haven't disappointed yeah. us. That's, That's one fun. of the.
0: Right, Excellent that's one of the few for, things in AEW that's really made me like, what the f- shit did I just watch?
1: Yeah, yeah, that and the, um, the haircutting uh, squad, yeah. Yeah, we do not talk about that. Yeah, we won't talk about that anymore. Okay, uh, so then <laughs> next segment after that was another match. It was a uh, Brian Cage versus uh, Random Jobber squash match. They said it was a time limit for 20 minutes. Could have been a time limit for two minutes. Yeah, wouldn't give a shit, doesn't matter. Just got Brian Cage on the map yet again as BNA okay, top I have a contender. Question. Yo, what's up?
2: Okay. So, Brian Cage mm-hmm. gets the whatever, he got the casino chip um and now he's facing yep. jobbers. Yep.
1: Well, he he's facing jobbers to show how much of a fucking powerhouse machine, the machine that he is. Uh, that, you know, they're, they're showing him off in a sense to kind of build him up for the pay-per-view. The cool and thing just,
0: was, sorry to cut you off, but I think to help a little bit ease the stupidity of this is him and Moxley did come face-to-face in the ring after the match.
1: Yes, it was the first time. Well, well, yeah, Moxley didn't step into the ring with him last week. Nope,
0: right? he was on yep. commentary.
1: Exactly. He, uh, right after the squash match, um, uh, Taz came out. Well, Taz was ringside to the match, but then he he got on the mic, started you know speaking shit about Mox. Mox comes out, comes actually goes into the ring. He kind of hesitated, looked at the ropes a bit, rubbed them a little bit, looked at looked at Cage, and then went inside the ring for the first time and faced him head on. Uh, gave a gave an excellent promo. Don't quite remember it all, but it was. Yeah, the first time that they were actually in the ring face to face, and were just inching, inching ever so closely to week by week to get to that pay per view match. So yeah, it was that's well done by all that. parties
0: involved. I think. Yep. Don't remember it's... the
1: jobber guy, but even he sold that. He sold those moves like a champ too.
0: Yeah, he did an excellent job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> remember his name, but hey, he he was yeah. uh, he was yeah, he he did his thing. So
1: yeah. So then after that match, after that segment and they, the conversation uh, between Fox and all of them, they had, uh, they had an interview. Who's that guy? He was the announcer, and then everybody hated him. So they took him off of announcing like after
0: two weeks. Do you remember his name? Yeah, no, I don't. But I, yeah, I, I, I was like, why? why? Alex yes. Morvez. Yes. Why is he Alex here?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alex Morvez is out in some looked like a construction zone next to a bridge in the middle of some city. I, I don't know what the hell. Yeah, well, was, I'm surprised yeah. they
0: didn't see like a mafia body in there. You uh, know? I have
1: no idea. He was out there and then they had some kind of random <laughs> luchador <laughs> getting his ass handed to him by the murder hawk monster. Uh, threw him into like some blockades, like a concrete blockade or uh, whatever. And then Alex Marvez, his dumb ass, walks up and starts you know, talking to talking to uh, Murderhawk about his loss, and uh, Jesus Christ, when he thought Alex Marvez wasn't, you know, couldn't be a bigger dumbass, he's going to go up to Lance Archer and talk about, you know, losing his previous match in the middle of a junkyard construction site. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Smart move. Anyway, yeah, so uh, basically the hitting point, uh, the points that Lance Archer made were, you know, he's not here to be a spot monkey. I'm here to show you pain. I mean, he was obviously pissed off, and hes he was definitely not hurt by this loss, in my opinion. I still think we're going to see some uh, crazy great things from this guy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm convinced that, <laughs> that Luchador was just some dude walking his dog or something. And no like, idea. You want to make like 500 wrestling. bucks? <laughs> here, here put this put this mask on from the gift shop and
1: no and idea who that was. We're
0: gonna th- yeah. we're gonna throw you into this barricade by yep. this large man here. I mean, that was that that was kind of funny, really, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was inter- interesting for sure. Yep. All yeah, of this happened after, you know, Cage destroyed the jobber. <laughs> so I mean, like yeah. that was that was a very eventful 15 minutes of television. <laughs> So then
1: after that, we went to a yet again, another segment. Uh, private party was backstage uh, talking about, you know, Quinn's injury before that, but uh, private party was backstage. And um, all of a sudden old school, Matt Hardy uh, comes in and makes a remark to them saying, you know, he was comparing them about how they remind him of uh, a young team extreme. Didn't bring up Jeff Hardy's name, of course, but he said, you know, they remind him of a young team extreme and then private party just went crazy over that remark, you know, marking out like some little, <laughs> some little girl. But then, uh, you know, Matt said he was here to, you know, give back to them. So if they need him for anything, any kind of, you know, uh, any kind of, you know, advice on anything, he's there for them. And then he, they, they mentioned something about a hearty party. So I don't know if that's going to actually eventually lead into some kind of like, you know, six-man tag of some sort with them and Matt Hardy joining forces for a little bit. I'm not sure what that's going to do, but I am for the Hardy Party. That's for sure. How'd you guys feel? Well, how'd you feel about this segment?
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I was hoping they called themselves Party Hardy. Um, Party Hardy. I like that one better. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's the 90s, right? Um, Yeah. Time to party hardy. I think that would be totally cool. But no, it was it was cool to see him, you know, old school, and uh, like you said, he talked about, uh, you know, how they reminded him of Team Extreme. I think that tag team has a really exciting future. Like the prospects, there, you know, them as prospects is very exciting. Oh yeah, um, I, yeah I enjoy yeah. watching them compete. So. I think that was really cool. You know, it was a it was a cool moment. It was a fun segment. Not overplayed, you know, not unnecessarily drug out or anything. It was just spot on. Mm-hmm. And uh definitely opens the door for a lot of opportunities as far as not just matchbooking but storytelling. So it was yeah. cool.
1: They were in um uh the indie promotion uh, House of Glory. They were in uh they were in that promotion prior to going to AEW. And uh, if you if you want to go see some, you know, some some great matches, uh, you can go back and watch that watch watch some of their matches on uh, on the, those guys YouTube channel for sure. They have those uploaded. Uh, but that that was uh, that that was when they you I mean, remember when the Young Bucks were on a recruiting spree and they would just show up at random indie shows. They, they showed up at one of the House of Glory shows and uh, and that's how they recruited and they showed up at one of those shows and and asked them asked them if they wanted to, you know, sign a contract with AEW and all that, so that was a cool moment for them, I'm, I bet. They're still a little green, in my opinion. They're still, um, they haven't, they're not they are not as refined as I'd like them to be, but that, that just, you know, that just comes with the territory of being, you know, an upstart like they are, but some of the things they do are just unique, very unique. The, uh, the silly string move, in particular, is very cool to see, um, but I feel like, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. Great things are going to come, from them, and we're going to see them a lot more as things progress and they get more refined with their with their technique and style.
0: Yeah, that's Maria. so string Shit blows my mind every time. <laughs> Maria, what do you
1: think about Private Party?
2: I like Private Party. I mean, I haven't watched really in the past two weeks, so I can't... Nothing really to say much. I mean... <laughs> Well, all right. I like them as far as tag teams go.
1: Yeah. What do you think about a Hardy party? Okay. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I I I don't really want to talk about anything until I actually can watch it, you know.
1: Well, then you're on the wrong podcast cuz we're talking about every goddamn thing.
2: Well, I can't <laughs> help it that tonight my <laughs> power went out but i, I just want to yeah. like i i miss it you know it's a little depressing that i can't watch wrestling
0: oh
1: we just started scratching the surface of this episode that's for sure
0: <laughs> yeah could you uh could you plan your your storms and power outages better next time <laughs> yeah a little bit better than that i yeah. have that no would...
2: idea like it just i i sent you the video Sucks. kyle yeah like,
0: yeah you the did. wind <clears throat>
2: was just like wild like my pool cover was about to come off
0: I did that dramatic lean forward in my chair when I watched the video. You know what I mean?
2: I'm like, let I me just, back up from like, the window.
0: Jesus Christ. Oh, well, You had to build an arc <laughs> It's pretty intense. But, yeah. So, um, okay, now I'm drawing a blank. Remind me, where did we go from here?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Maria, cover your ears if you don't want to hear the rest of this episode, but
2: I mean, I'll listen, um, but I really,
1: I like, just miss it. <laughs> okay. People wrestled. Spoiler. Yep, people, yeah, things happened. Okay, so after that segment, um, they had another match. It was, well, basically they showed the, you know, the, the Jericho. They did a recap of Jericho, Tyson in the ring, that whole chaos that happened at the end of last week. And then they, they specifically pinpointed the fact that Kol Cabana, Cabana was in front of Jericho holding him back. And they showed backstage how Jericho went up to Cabana after the fact, saying he was the reason. He was the only reason that he didn't knock out Tyson at that very moment. (laughs) Yet there was still, you know, 30 people behind Jericho all holding him. It was because he saw Colt Cabana in front of him. (laughs) That's that's the only reason why he didn't knock out Tyson was Colt Cabana was in front of him. So that led to a match this week. Um, Cabana comes out first, followed by Jericho, and goddammit, it, the glorious Sammy Guevara is singing the theme song again for everybody. That I hurt. think, I think somewhere throughout the the, the the second line of the chorus, I really think his balls finally dropped and he finally hit puberty, guys. I, I really think so.
0: <laughs> no, it's funny. That's funny. But yeah. I mean, I was, you know, I, I think Sammy's awesome all around. So that, that was, oh, to me, I, I had a really good laugh. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, why he, is this happening?
1: He's one of those guys that gives his all in everything he does, whether it's comedy, whether it's wrestling, anything, he gives it his all. And you could, you could, you could also see it in his, uh, his blog post that he, uh, that he puts out as well. Yeah. So, uh, the match wasn't, I mean, it was a good TV match. Uh, Jericho, I said he was, you know, he had three matches. This he had three matches in 2020 so far, and he's got a 500 average. Well, he upped it tonight because uh, Hager, due to Hager's interference, um, he, he did he did win that match against Colt Cabana in about I don't know seven minutes or so. It wasn't it wasn't amazing by any means, but he did catch him with a pretty decent ass Judas effect. So so after that match, Jericho got on the mic um said he has, he has the, the taste of blood a taste of Colcabana's blood from his fist tonight and he wants to taste he wants to taste the blood of Tyson um I'm pretty sure this is going to lead to a match at Fighter Fest even though it was not announced yet again tonight but he, he I'm sure he knew that Tyson wasn't there tonight and he started calling out for Mike Tyson and he's saying you know saying he's a coward all this shit and then all of a sudden He said, where's the baddest man on the planet? Get him out here. Tyson's music never hits. Then about five to to seven seconds later, the actual baddest man on the planet comes out. Orange Cassidy. (laughs) Orange Cassidy's music hits. And he comes out to yet again mess with Jericho, mess with the inner circle. Um, Don't know where this is going. Don't know why it's happening. I guess it all started from he just he walked behind their camera shot when they were doing an interview last week and now he just keeps fucking with him for no apparent reason and it's one of the greatest things on the show right now in my opinion. (laughs) I don't know why he keeps messing with him, but it was it's just hilarious. Orange Cassidy is the baddest man on the planet. If you did not,
0: it is hilarious because he comes out and he fucks with him and then he gets the hell out and it's funny (laughs) to me. Yep. (laughs) He's he's an elusive beast. Yep. So after that segment commercial
1: break came back from commercial break uh they they're showing you know a car she at ringside with the championship and then they show uh Britt Baker well actually before before they show the ringside stuff they actually did a, a promo of Britt Baker in her you know comeback it had a very comeback feel to the uh, to the preview of what they're showing here she's in her wheelchair training to get back in the ring She's working out. She's having people do basically push her across a football field, doing suicides for her. So she's doing wheelchair suicides on a football field. And uh, she's she she had a five pound weight chained to the back of her wheelchair. And see, she's she's pushing the wheelchair with a five pound weight behind it down the football field. She's really pumping herself up for this return, as you can see. And then they, she was, of course, ringside along with Sheeta. Um for the beginning of the next match that I'm about to announce, but I have to mention this. She was in her wheelchair ringside and the wheelchair, the back of it said it was a Rolls Royce, but it had the word roll as in, you know, roll model versus, yeah, that was versus the regular one. And she was in the back of a damn uh, uh golf cart. Wasn't it a golf cart? Like a golf cart mini trailer type thing. She was like, her wheelchair was placed on the back of a golf cart. It was, it was hilarious. So, uh, the the match, the match that was actually going to occur after all this was a uh, Big Swall versus Nyla Rose. D- yet again, this decent TV match. Um, I I I brought this up on Twitter just because it, it was completely out of love for Jim Ross, but he needs to watch. Certain things that he says. Now, I grant it, you know, he's always on botchamania. He's always saying, you know, crazy things nowadays. It seems to be, and and it's funny, but there are certain things that he needs to just watch what he says. In, in this day and age, I mean, he was he was the greatest commentator of all time during the Attitude Era and all of that, and he can still be one of the top commentators in my opinion in this day and age. He just has to kind of tweak his his etiquette is verbal etiquette a little bit i would say just when during the big swole nyla rose match kind of it just took me off guard when he because he, i've heard this it wasn't the first time he actually said this this i've heard it before saying things like this but he always like says you know nyla rose is manhandling this person that person i, I swear he said it before and it just when he said it again tonight it's like why does he keep saying that type of thing When Nyla Rose is in the ring. Kind of it just took me off guard. But neither here nor there. JR still one of the greats. No disrespect to him. He still can very well be one of the top commentators in this industry. Um so of course Nyla Rose wins, looks at Sheeta. Sheeta looks at her. Nyla Rose walks out. They have an interview with Big Swole ringside after the match the interview wasn't much because Britt Baker got somebody to back the golf cart into the guardrail. And I don't, I don't really know what was going on there, but Britt Baker started mess with big swole. I don't see how that's going to lead to a match anytime soon or anything because of her condition, but still it was a fun time seeing Britt Baker on a wheelchair on a golf cart and having somebody drive her around. (laughs) Uh, And then after that, segment it was just a short uh darby allen interview going over how he wasn't cleared for action due to the damage he took from brian cage um at at double or nothing i didn't catch everything that was said in it i got up at that point but there was an interview there and then after that there was a commercial break and then tony shivani was interviewing ftr for the first time so ftr actually had you know a good uh, conversation with Tony about why they're in AEW and what they want to do, who they want to face. They mentioned um, the Lucha bros, for instance, saying that they were the opposite type of tag team. And then they said, we're going to show them what real tag team wrestling is. And they, they said the comment emphasis on tag, because (laughs) I guess they're playing on the fact that Lucha bros don't like to tag each other. So I thought that was kind of funny and clever. And then Tony finally, at the end of the interview, asks him, uh, you know, what does FTR actually mean? And they started going over, you know, the different variables of what it all could mean. But Tony says, oh, I thought it meant fuck the revival, but they censored fuck and they censored revival. So we didn't actually hear it, but we all knew it. <laughs> so uh, then after after Tony had that interview with them, Butcher and Blade come out. They were pissed off because they beat him up last week. Set up a match. They're going to be facing each other next week. So that's going to be FTR's first in-ring action that we're going to see in AEW against the Butcher and the Blade. So that should be pretty decent. Uh, then we got uh, just some segments. That's going to be a match next week. Guevara versus Cole Cabana is going to be next week. We're also going to get Best Fringe in Orange Cassidy versus Hager and Proud and Powerful next week. That's that's what I'm looking forward to for sure. Um, after that, random Cole Cabana interview. Dark Order comes up. Uh, well, Brody Lee comes up to him, and the, the guy that's always on their promo videos comes up to him, hands him a water bottle, tries, you know, to be friendly with him. I guess just trying to persuade him to join the Dark Order. I cannot see Cole Cabana joining the Dark, the Dork <laughs> the Dark Order. I, I can't. I Jesus Christ, what the hell? I no. Anyway.
2: Well, who do you see joining the Dark Order? Definitely not Colt fucking boom boom cabana. Okay, but there's gotta be some someone eventually is gonna have to join. Who would be your pick? Oh
1: my god. I don't see anybody needing to join them right now. I I, I really feel like I don't time know is why fluid they...
2: right now. It could be any time in the future, but if well, there was somebody who do you want? Who do to I join want? The yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have a particular person, but I feel like it would definitely be someone I wouldn't want to join.
1: Like MJF.
2: MJF. MJF <laughs> doesn't need to join the Dark Order. He just doesn't. <laughs> um. You mentioned Darby Allen getting injured so much. I I can't stand it. What if they I threw know. him in the Dark Order?
1: I would hate it. I would hate it. Could you see him skating, skateboarding around Brody Allen and shit? Like, no. That's just a totally different image. But, I, like, I, I don't.
2: I, I'm. I'm so like you said. He may be injured again.
1: Well, they're saying he's not cleared for action right now due to the damage he took from the the match at Double or Nothing. I mean, I, I don't. It's a total work. He's not actually injured. Okay. Um Yeah, so, I mean, it is blatantly obvious it's a work, but... uh.
2: But I feel like, not necessarily him that they would throw in there, but, you know, someone we would be, like, like just to throw us off, you know? Not someone you would think would, you know? Like, we really thought, at one point, I really thought, like, maybe that Christopher Daniels was actually going to join. Like, they played it up that he might. So, I don't... Yeah. I think it would be someone completely random...
1: They did have a completely random one. His name is Tin. That's something I, I, I don't quite understand or I, I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Called him a number. But they could have they could have built somebody up. They could have they built they could have built some kind of upstart. They have plenty of them in the company. They could have built somebody up to go on, you know, quite a run. Uh, you know, create a baby, ba- baby face persona for them and have him turn heel and then join the Dark Order, not just have some random guy. And, I mean, not necessarily random. He, he is, you know, known on the indies to an extent. I, I'm, I'm assuming I never saw him before. Uh, but to have him just come up and be a number? Like, I didn't even know there was nine before he joined. So There has to be a
2: significance to the ten.
1: I mean... I don't see it. I don't uh, they yeah, never explained it. it they 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 haven't explained shit. Like I said, mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was I didn't even know there was 9 minions or whatever before he joined and was 10. I, I don't know. That that's beyond me. Anyway, Kyle, do you see anybody joining the dark order? Who do you want to see join Why the dark is it order?
2: Why constantly the dark order? <laughs>
1: I can I don't know what it I don't know what it is, man.
0: Okay. Kyle loves the dark order.
1: Are you in it, Kyle? <laughs> Have you joined? Yeah. Did I mean, you join? It? did you go to the website and uh, fill out your form?
0: Eva told me to say that. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I I think Cole Cabana is going to join. He's uh, there's been several instances where he's like had a flyer or whatnot. You know, the cameras caught him showing some interest in joining. Uh, so I think he is the next one to go.
1: He didn't he didn't flat out say he wasn't joining tonight that's for sure. But, yep. I mean do you do you honestly how could you see that happening? How could you see Colt boom boom cabana joining the dark order?
0: That's just it. It it would be it would be perfect, right? Because nobody sees that coming. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's why I think it would be so damn awesome.
1: Do you, do you, do you foresee like a, a name change, a gimmick change of any sort, if he does this, if he um, if they
0: attempt this? Boom boom. You boom. know, I I think I think he could very well be a, uh, you know, kind of like someone they they send out to be sacrificed quite a bit. You know, he takes the. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna get. I mean. I think it'd be cool to have him because, you know, get the Dark Order a little more active in the ring. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of make him cannon fodder almost, you know, keep him out there, keep him exposed. So they're kind of playing him, too. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it'd be, like, major change. I, I think it'd be cool to give it a shot, just see what happens. But, you know, like you said, he didn't flat out say No. Yeah. So I think That's, I think there's there's a real possibility here.
2: Oh, well, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, and I don't
0: know. Yeah. I, I know, mean,
2: I don't know it, how it, I
1: feel about that. I I I'm definitely right now. I'm in the boat of like I can't see that at all. There's no way in hell I can see that happening. I I wouldn't believe it. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to believe it. Like unless they do a complete 180 on his gimmick. On, on his entire persona that he's been known for for, I don't know how long, over a decade. I don't know. But anyway, okay. So then, after that little segment, we had the main event, the TNT Championship match. It was Jungle Boy versus the reigning champion, Cody, with his first title defense on TV. Um, I swear to God, every single time, Cody... Has a title match. You will see blood. He was busted Every time. Every goddamn time. I was about to say that. It is a Cody Rhodes trademark.
0: Uh, If there is a title.
1: And there is a Cody in the ring. At the same time. I guarantee you. I will bet. I will bet my life savings. There will be blood in that match. Because there was blood yet again tonight. It was a damn good match, that was for sure. Um, some crazy spots. Um, that that table spot they did off the turnbuckle was kind of dangerous, in my opinion. I mean, Jungle Boy fell right onto Cody. Cody fell right onto the table. And they both fell right onto the floor. But, uh, yeah, damn good match. Um, Jungle Boy is one of the best sellers for his young age. What is he, 22? Yeah, they said he was 13 days away from turning to, uh turning 23 he's 22 right now and that dude can sell moves he's he's right up there with 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 the top with the top seller in my opinion he sold that crossroads that cody gave him at the end of the match like a champ but he didn't become a champ cody beats him that's how the show went off uh respect to each other at the end they hug good good feel ending to end the show so that was how dynamite ended you guys have any thoughts about any of that.
0: No, I I, I mean you dead on with um, Jungle Boy. I mean, the dude's a natural. He's he's just he's 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 got it, you know what I mean? And he's going to go very, very far. But yeah, the blood thing is hilarious. There yeah. were some good spots. That table spot was insane. I cringed. Um, but Awesome main event. I mean, damn, you know. Great TV was, main uh, event
1: with a championship on the
0: line. Yep. It was it was cool. I I uh they they definitely picked up the overall cuz I made the comment last week about how I thought the wrestling was good last week and the promos were a little off, but again, yep. that was uh you this know. This
1: week was this week was very promo and segment focused. I found there was a lot of recapping and then those recaps were leading into additional things or segues from the recap into something else happening that was going on inside of it. So they did have a lot. It was, it was very recap and promo segment intensive tonight, but I felt like it was a a damn good um, mixture of everything. I I think we got just enough wrestling for a two hour wrestling show and everything was meshed well together in
0: my opinion, even though Maria didn't watch it. Yeah. It was a good one. It was a it was a fun episode. It yep. was a, a lot of a lot of moments. I like I said I was just happy to see the um the uh the the whole show come together. Like, you know, it wasn't just one aspect of it was superior to another. It was a solid episode of which we expect from Dynamite.
1: Yeah. For sure. In my opinion, it was better than last week, but that's just because of the segment. The segments were a lot more produ- well-produced. <laughs> so that was dynamite, in my guys. Um, any other topics you want to
0: discuss? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there, there's at least one more.
2: I Are mean, we talking about when I was asking you about Soulmates? And, you <laughs> and I about this, fucking lost
0: a- my shit. <laughs> Okay. Uh-oh.
1: Kyle, what was the what was the title? It's not relationships. What was the title that you wanted to uh make this topic?
0: Yeah, relationships. So right. feel free to use the phrase. So I
2: asked I I've used that relationship because, you know, they're tough. But I asked Kyle if he believed in soulmates, you know, like that connection. <laughs> he was kinda like, Don't get me started. I'm not gonna speak for him but I definitely do I think you you have that connection with that one there's one person I don't think there's you can have like multiple soulmates I think in your lifetime if you're lucky enough and maybe not everybody meets them you have like that connection with one person that you will never have with anybody else and like that's how you know yeah, I mean, like, I I believe in that. Like, I believe that that's a thing.
0: And I'm glad you do, and I'm glad not everyone is a complete um, asshat like me when it comes to relationships. But, um, you know, I I just I I feel like, because I know people that are single and they're just living a great life, you know. And I've I've actually, um, I've actually, what was the word, related more to them, the past year and a half. Um, and I look at the people who are in relationships,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like they feel they have to be in a relationship. And I told you also, Maria, I that, that I, I, I will they're be. They're with
2: their soulmate, that's No, like.
0: no, it's because they have to be in a relationship. They're the
2: type of people that like need that.
0: Yeah, validate shit. So like I told you, (laughs) I remember where I was going with this. I told you something, and I'll remember it here in a minute. But um, yeah, like I look at like if you feel you have to have somebody now, if you all get mad at me for this, it's fine. This is what I was gonna say. I told Maria, Chris, I know for a fact I will be the most hated person on this show. (laughs) because i have a stupid voice and i have zero filter and i haven't given a fuck since 1996 so um that that that's a big part of it but anyway why
1: 1996 yeah it was i was 10
0: years old it was a drizzly tuesday in april and i just what stopped giving fuck? a fuck and like, <laughs> i just i don't care anymore like you know like i started seeing the world for what it is
2: it was but, a Disney Tuesday, and I stopped giving a yeah,
0: in April, it was in 1996, Tuesday, I was 10, and yeah. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided <laughs> fuck it all. So I look at somebody who feels I have to don't don't kill me. I have okay. to have a relationship as someone who's weak, mentally and physically.
2: Okay.
0: If you have to have, and I I say you're weak, and here's why, because one of my best friends is in a relationship with one of the biggest pieces of shit on this planet and she allows him to do anything he wants, say anything he wants treat her like absolute shit, but she doesn't work and she has stability, right? So I'm like yeah, and, and then she complains about it
2: well, I think it falls back on codependency yeah yeah it's that, could, it, be, that uh, could be multiple
1: variables that could be codependency it could be some kind of internal struggle with uh her self-esteem from something that happened previously in her life that led her to be that way i mean there's, there's well, many variables that could play into that not
2: not just her i think on kyle's topic of um there's p- certain people that need to be in in a relationship and um i are talking committed relationships because there's some people who are in relationships who are just like They just really shouldn't be in a relationship. There's no codependency. They just, you know, they, they just should not be in a relationship and they just are maybe for, Oh, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings or comfort. I mean, there's so many different reasons, but I think the biggest one, and I've been a victim of it too. I've really been, they, they had a word for it. I can't remember. It was Just like someone constantly in relationships, um it is a bit codependency.
0: Yeah.
2: It is like and especially when you get comfortable with someone, it's really hard to get out of that comfort zone and you know, you know there's something better for you, but you choose to stay where you are because you those are those are people that don't want to step outside their comfort zone and that's okay like I mean me I'm just a positive person and I see everybody's point of view and that's okay if you're you know afraid but um it's it's not I'm not a actor but relationships I kind of seen them all been in them all you know I people come to me about them um you kind of get a psychological feeling for them and you know, it's not the healthiest thing to be codependent, honestly. Um, I'm not going to fall in line with your weak argument there. I'm going to be a little nicer. Um, I've been I've been codependent and I've been weak, you know, but I've also, at the flip side, have been able to take care of myself and not be in a relationship and, you know, get rid of negative people. So.
0: Yeah. And I, I said the weak thing because I want people to get pissed off and start talking because Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i also feel that in today's day and age a relationship built on love will fail and the reason why is because love doesn't mean a goddamn thing and when you get married you know do you love this person blah 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 okay great do you respect this person enough to not fucking cheat on them in five years do you respect this person enough to communicate with them you know love is is nothing it, it's it's nothing it, it's a it's a I don't even know like a way to describe it um
2: because you haven't met your soulmate Kyle I, I
0: don't I don't have one because <laughs> I, don't know that. I do know that and I do know that I mean like I said people sit here then so what you're telling me is at least 50 percent of the people because at least 50 percent of first marriages end in divorce and that's it's even mm-hmm. higher for every marriage after that they haven't found their soulmate, it, so why get married no, because they, they say they love and, each other.
2: No, you're right. People get people definitely get married based on fake love, that's for sure. Um right. you need to hold out until you know for sure, like I've been in relationships that I I don't I I did bad things and I, you know, because you to your point, you know, you're not in love. Um but I also never gave up hope that that feeling and that person would come into my life. Like I definitely believe like there's love and then there's in love. And I think when you're in love is when you should get married because that's a different feeling. There's like, there's a really, there's a difference between, I I love my friends, but I'm not in love with them. You know, like there's that one person you're in love with and that's the person that you commit yourself to. And if, you, if you're not feeling it, you need to let them know because it's not fair to them to have somebody fake loving them, too, at the same token. Right. But I definitely believe that, you know, this whole thing. I, I definitely believe it. And, you know, if I ever come across it, I, I would know right away.
0: Okay. So you really got me thinking now. Positive. How dare you? Um,
2: <laughs> That's what I do.
0: I know. And it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty powerful okay i get it but at the end of the day i think call me crazy i think respect is the number one thing that matters i think respect trumps all feelings towards somebody
2: uh, well the respect would come into play with being in love with someone like you know we we break down relationships a lot behind the scenes because we're friends we're not gonna get mm-hmm. specific to who's or what but you know and we know this is no respect. So it's not going to go anywhere. Like we don't, we're not dumb. We're just playing along, you know, for fun, but you know, or so-and-so is just doing this for fun. We know that, but there, there are like, I think being in love with someone, the respect comes along with it automatically. And, you know, you were, you said you're willing to talk about anything on topic i mean is this a play on things that have happened to you in your life is that why you feel this way
0: um so how much time we got
2: (laughs) (laughs) well you know you could short answer it and you know a yes or a no you don't need to explain anything and you can opt out of the answer too yeah and
0: it's not just what's happened to me but what i've observed over and over and over again you know and My two best friends, who are like a brother and a sister to me, they were supposed to get married a couple weeks ago, but you know, with the uh, the non-zombie apocalypse, which is highly disappointing, um, you know, we can't we can't touch each other, so um, they pushed it off a year, Mm -hmm. and I'm actually really glad it happened because um, I got married young, and it was I look back and I'm like. Well, that was that was a mistake and did everything I could to make it work. You know, a, a relationship is two ways. It's give, take, push, pull. And if, if only one person is carrying the load, all the loads, then what is that? Like, that, that's not love, right? So how can you sit there and say,
2: mm-hmm. if
0: you love somebody, are you going to make them do everything? You know, if you love somebody, are you going to constantly find ways to not contribute no <laughs> and if you respected them you're sure as fuck not gonna do that so i I don't you know, know. I, I look at I to, i've I've told him and they they know how I feel and I'm very honored to be his best man like that blew my mind um I got pretty emotional about that but they know how I feel right and I told him I said you guys don't have to be married to have an amazing relationship like it's jewelry and a piece of paper all it I don't, does i
2: don't just, disagree with that I, i've never i've never thought that that was a necessity
0: right it's not especially nowadays are you kidding like i mean it, it's because respect is not a underlying piece of relationships anymore that's just again from my a personal experience and what I've observed. And in my ex's family, I've witnessed, I've, ne- I've never seen so many divorces in my life and not just divorces, but, but then get back with that person. Or like they keep dating the same people that other ones have dated. Like it's fucking weird. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Um, like her and her sisters, they all dated like the same six guys throughout school. You know, like I'm like that that's not normal, is it? Like
2: Well I mean everybody has their own thing, I guess. I'm not I'm not I'm not one to judge. I'm I have commitment issues myself, so <laughs> um you know that is what it is. But maybe maybe I have commitment issues because of my situations, you know.
0: Yeah. Well no, I, I get it. Like you've definitely opened my eyes to some things and I'm not completely like uh, fuck it now, but like I'm just being honest, and Chris, you can laugh at me. I truly feel I will be alone for the rest of my days, and that there's a lot of reasons why I feel that way, um some reasons I can't control, but I truly Kyle, feel Kyle, that. go, how old are you How old are you I'm old.
2: You ain't as old as you're, me. You're, you're
1: young. <laughs> you're younger. You're
0: younger than me.
2: Jesus Christ. Wait, what? Yeah.
0: No, I, we're we're close. Yeah. But here's the so, thing, okay, though.
1: Here's the thing. We're still young, Kyle.
0: <laughs> like in the
1: grand scheme of things, we're still young. So please don't have that cynical perspective.
0: Well, no, I get it. But the thing is, too, it's like you know, I'm pretty sure I told Maria this, like um you know we we have a uh essentially a shared custody agreement works great i mean like i consider her a friend now you know we we do we're doing fine as friends um i wouldn't like trust her with anything deep but um i I lost my train of thought here but like it's just oh yeah here's so when we first split up and the second weekend we were apart was her weekend. So drop drop our kid off, head back home, right? I get home, I played Grand Theft Auto online for like seven hours. And nobody yelled at me. So I'm like, all right, this is kinda cool, right? So um I pretty much do whatever the fuck I want. So I think that I I've I've gotten um, it's my, my, my kid is always first, but for the first time in my life, I'm actually giving myself some credit too. you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if yeah, I,
1: you got married, you got married when you were young. Yeah. Um, and you didn't have that, that kind of freedom, I guess you could say, cause you probably, you got married around in your twenties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: See so, that's a good point. The, you didn't cause didn't I have feel like freedom. in your twenties you, you should have... be running around fucking around.
1: <laughs> i mean if you want to put it that way yeah
0: you can i don't um, mean like literally fucking i mean like you you should be yeah you should be doing that but i mean you should literally be learn you're you're still learning life like you don't know shit in your 20s you know what i'm saying yeah exactly
1: you don't and, know and, shit uh,
0: and throwing exactly. another person in the mix horrible you, idea
1: so in a sense you didn't get a chance to fully learn yourself because you were married and that Time period when you should have been learning yourself, and now you finally are. So you feel like you you have this cynical perspective on things because you're you're in that state of mind right now. But once you get comfortable with yourself and you you find everything you want to find about yourself, then I feel like you'll eventually become ready to, you know, to
0: jump ship.
2: Yeah, and he'll find someone, I think.
0: Wise. See the. <laughs> Sorry. So
1: Kyle, I just. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm, I'm, I was in the same boat as you, um, I was, I got married at 22, um, and I was married for six years, um, so I, kind of am in the same boat as you, 23 through 28, I really didn't find myself like I should have as well, um, and that's, after that happened, it kind of led me to Figure out that I I guess I was a weak person in that sense because after that happened I I started needing to thinking that I needed to be in a relationship or I needed to find another relationship quickly because I had been in that relationship for well the whole time was ten years because I was with her for a few few years before we got married so I didn't have that I didn't have those twenties to figure out myself as well so and. I did feel like, you know, I needed to be in a relationship because of that situation. So I resent you saying that, you know, you're a weak person mentally and physically if you need to be in a relationship or you feel like you need to be in a relationship. But at the same token, I I feel like I kind of was maybe not physically, but mentally uh, weaker because
0: of the effect that that had on me and going through that trauma. Oh, I get it, and and like I said, I I knew, um, you know, saying that was gonna be. I mean, it's gonna piss a lot of people off, and.
2: It, well, you're I open just, to that. Your opinion, and you're entitled to it. You're not you're not if offending anyone because most people who are in that situation actually don't know they're in that situation until they're out of that situation, and that's right. a fact. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, and and by that time they've come myself. to accept it. Yep. Uh, so it's not really offending. I don't think it's offending too many people, you know.
1: You'll get there, Kyle. You'll get there.
2: I I do believe in soulmates, and when you stop looking, is when it happens. You can't be like, oh, I'm. I really want a relationship and I really want to make and it I happen. And I feel like that's
1: that's a good point. That leads into another aspect of things. You're, some of these people that seem like they need to be in a relationship is really just them crying out for wanting to find that soulmate so badly that they're, they're willing to, they they think in their head that this relationship is as good as they're going to get. So they might as well settle and, that's what's causing them to have these types of bad relationships and why they go in and out of relationships consistently um, because they're, they really want to find their soulmate because they do believe in it truly. Mm-hmm.
2: Or they just want to be with someone and they're, you know, bored. And that happens a lot too.
0: Yeah. That get an get Xbox or too, but... something. I mean, shit. <laughs> <Why>?
2: <laughs> Those are the ones you have to watch out for also because there are people and, that are just kind of like, you know, well, you know, it's cold outside, so I just wanna be with someone and then they just take advantage of you and you know
0: It was a drizzly Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. It, I mean that's sure. all it takes. The
1: drizzly that's, Tuesdays. Yeah. 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 That's what
2: you that's what you have to watch out for. Not not like the people who put you need people who put time and effort in and if you don't believe in soulmates, that's fine not everyone does it's a it's a really hard concept to understand and you you don't you know like nobody will know how it feels unless you feel it obviously but from what i've heard other people and seen like the feeling is you can't describe it right so just saying um you don't have to believe in soulmates but if you're gonna stay if you're happy being single then more power to you if you want to find a relationship you need to be open minded to the fact that there could potentially be someone out there for you and when their their time to come into your life happens they will like you cannot actively seek your relationship I don't think so and I think that's why a lot of people when I posted that dating web app thing did it work out the majority was no Because those people are actively seeking a relationship or more actually a hookup, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, they're looking for the same thing you are, but you're going to come together based on the same thing. Not, Not because, you know, oh, you both like wrestling and oh, that's cool. And this is no, you need to organically meet someone. That's just how I feel. I don't know yeah maybe some contrary to the behind the scenes talks we've had but in the grand scheme of life i feel like you need to meet someone organically and you will know when you meet that person yeah i agree i just i like i that's something i just really really believe in
0: so i wanted you guys to know that um I agreed to this topic for the free therapy session. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um
2: literally, literally like a soulmate question. Like, do you do you believe in soulmates? And Kyle went off the rails. Like, I don't fucking believe in relationships. So hell no.
0: Yeah, I don't I, believe I in kinda, love. Yeah, I kind of lost my shit there. <laughs> you know, I don't even I, know. I,
2: like, we were actually talking about something though. Like, like. I, I don't remember what, but then, like, he went, I'm like, oh, my God, this is a great podcast topic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: even I know can't remember anymore. What,
2: I remember what we were talking about, but I'm not saying it right now. Yeah. I'm not saying it out loud, actually. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. All I know want? is that I want people to be happy. I, like, <laughs> I, I, uh, if I know you right and you're happy, then that that is something that makes my life more fulfilling because I'm like, hey, this is this is so cool that, you know, my friend or family member, or whoever this person is, is happy. You know, it's it's infectious. And I really that, that that's all I want to see, you know, and that's all you want to see. But do you
1: want it to have happen to you?
0: You know, I, I'm I'm content right now, you know, I, there, there is somebody, <laughs> but I'm realistic, you know, so I'm not even barking up that tree anymore. We, so. we got
1: to talk, we got to talk about that after the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that'll, yeah, but I'm not barking up that tree anymore because, I mean, I, I'll fight till I got nothing left, even a losing battle, but not this one. <laughs> oh my God. I just, it's just not worth it.
1: Maria, what was that app that, that app you were
0: talking about?
2: Well, I want to, you know, well, I'm an ambassador for DraftMates, which is an app where you can meet other, uh, sports fans, but I don't really want to right now. They're still working out the kinks for wrestling fans. Um, it's going to be, up and launched for iPhone before Android, but, oh. um, uh, I got a good response of from um, when I posted about it if people would like the app. And, um, you know, uh, when it's up and ready and when it's 100%, I'll post my link and you can directly sign up through me. Uh, well, my page, you could sign up. And you like, could potentially... How, how do they sign it through you? Well, they click my link. <laughs> and then you could <laughs> potentially meet another wrestling fan and it, it could it could go for anybody you don't it doesn't have to be you could be i don't know 49ers fan or a giant <laughs> <Just go. laughs>
0: or, or a
2: fan i don't know like or maybe,
0: the greatest fan base the bears fans which are or, compassionate yeah. lovely people
2: yeah i mean who wouldn't want to meet a fan of someone who's a fan of jimmy g because uh, i am I think he's, you know, I'll leave it there.
0: Yeah, please. I'm
2: not going to be all thirsty on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Saying, like It goes for everything. You know, there's baseball fans, whatever, whatever sport you like. Um, you know, you could potentially meet someone who's interested in the same things as you are. And like, I don't know, do you guys want to hang out with a girl that, Wants to go to football games with them because. Um yeah. Yeah, like you know, you you want to. You don't want some girl. I don't get this guy home and you know like, no bitch go. Let's like meet meet someone. Meet someone on the app.
0: Yeah, I want to um. You know, watching football by myself gets kind of boring.
1: Okay, well, Kyle, there's your solution right there to your whole problem. You just just need to join the app.
2: Well, I do,
0: but I'm waiting for the
1: link.
2: Yeah. I, well, I mean, oh, I can give it to you separate. it's not out for
1: Android yet. It's only out for iOS.
2: Yes. Well, no, for wrestling, I can give him the link if he wants to meet a Bears fan.
1: I would want. Um, I would take a Bears fan right now. There you go. We have found the solution to Kyle's yeah. problem. Yeah. I need a right Bears here right now.
2: <laughs> and I feel like you know, since it's a a common interest app, it's not like you know, Plenty of Fish, where people are like, I'm just here for a hookup, you know they actually admit that right away
0: or a bunch of russian hackers i mean
2: right this is more you know like okay you're meeting someone with common interest you're gonna go to a game together you're gonna share a beer together you're gonna talk you know like you're actually going to have more in common than you would probably even think you know like
0: here's the thing though my awkward ass would be like so are you a bears fan (laughs) like that's just how fucking pathetic but I am. But there's, bro.
2: but there's girls who appreciate awkwardness and guys, okay? Oh, God. So you, I'm, don't say I'm a woman. I know. Don't, don't say. Oh God, me, me personally, I prefer <laughs> a little more dorky people. Just saying.
0: All right. Well, that was a. Uh, <laughs> Piece, I that, that, that is that is a really kick ass idea though for I mean for a dating app I think I think yeah. that's fucking full cool as hell because right um, off the I, bat like you said the common interest right off the bat you have at least one common interest <laughs> you know
2: and you, you pick like you know you're gonna you're gonna be in the realm of Bears fans you know so right. you're gonna see other Bears fans and that's, that's
1: so then sense. you won't have to ask them if they are Bears fans but yeah, but I, I, I so would, would because I'm awkward. Okay, if their username is like BearsFan6789, whatever, you're going to straight up, and and you know that you're in the Bears Fan realm of the app, you're still going to ask them the question?
0: Yeah, because I'm that much of a freaking dipshit. It wouldn't be on purpose. (laughs) It would just kind (laughs) of come out.
2: (laughs) So, okay, well, like, just text me first and ask me what what you should say, because I'm not going to let you do that now.
0: Yeah, that would be bad, but you know. Anyway, I uh, I knew this 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 episode would be something. Um, I think it's been a great one. Oh yeah, we've covered a lot? lot. We've covered a lot.
1: We've covered um, heated, you know, topics about about Black Lives Matter movement. We covered a great episode of Dynamite. We covered Kyle's relationship. Shit problems. Uh, I, I think it's. Uh, I think we've. I think we've covered a lot of bases on this episode.
2: That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a good ending for this episode. Um uh, yeah. And plus, I'm still in my car with no power. <laughs> in
0: my house. So, yeah, I think, feels so I feel so bad should, for you.
2: I think we should. Yeah. I feel hopefully, right it's not good.
0: the current estimate because that's just ridiculous um so we hope this this ends soon and um you know i'm glad we were able to handle the especially the first topic like
2: adults (laughs) i uh because we are
0: yeah and and you know i'm just we're both very passionate or both all three of us are very i i'm exhausted we're all very passionate people and um you know we have our beliefs and i i think you guys it was wonderful it was wonderful talking tonight and hope everybody enjoys it
1: yeah, definitely. So let's end it here. That way, Kyle can uh, hurry up and get on that app before he goes to bed tonight. So. Are <laughs> <So laughs> you a Bears fan? <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Uh, that was uh, the Three Count Live podcast, episode two. And we'll see you next time.